Let's get a coffee or tea or two Talk about minds like freedom so This is our safe zone for me and you Talk about things we shouldn't do uh. Back again now with another topic With another option With another caution It's a chill place where we talk TNT's back again, don't stop uh. Hello, hello again, what's up guys To another episode of TNT's podcast um, Sorry, my voice isn't as sexy as pretty usual You know, so Bear in mind, it's been the rainy season And it's been sick season as well A lot of people are getting sick Due to like the influenza things And things like that But Us uh, Whatever it is, just stay safe out there. If I'm not mistaken, the COVID virus is back up again. So, wear your masks if needed, when needed, and if you feel like it. So, there's no judgment if you don't wear your mask. It's not mandatory anymore. So, anyways. So, today, we have our two guests. I mean, we wouldn't call it guests for the other person, but it's your man Ritzwan here again today. This is Ritzwan. And introducing our new special guest, which is uh, my partner in crime, and also um, someone I would say more knowledgeable than me. <laughs> uh, introduce yourself. Uh, hello, my name is Anne. It's nice to be here. Thank you for being here. You know, it's a last minute kind of thing. Uh, it is a calm Monday night. It's not raining today, surprisingly. So cooling. Yeah, it's. Very cooling, you know. But yeah, so I hope you guys are doing well today. Oh, I'm not Long. really doing well. I'm sleep deprived, but Sapaja that sleep deprived nowadays. Exactly, sleep yeah. deprived as a I student know. as well. Mm. <laughs> real, real. You know, like, for, uh, it, I mean, it is true, you know, you either people say you rest when you die, so I guess <laughs> you have to. Hustle culture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let, let's abolish that one abolish. day, you know. Hustle okay. culture is a bit too painful for us these days. Okay. But, yeah. So, today we gather here to discuss about, like, something very, very important that is coming to us at the end of the week. And hopefully you'll be hearing this the day right after we record this, which is on Tuesday, tomorrow, maybe. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, yeah, so... We are going to talk about the general elections of 2022, the, uh, the sudden re-emerging of the PRU. PRU. Yeah, so it is kind of a shock, a shock for all of us that it came out of nowhere. So, like, how did you, how did you process it when it came to you, Ritz? Well, to be honest, it's not a shocker, isn't it? <laughs> uh, well, we've been seeing that uh, in Malaysia. The elections were coming in from maybe two years ago. I mean, everyone has been saying, you know, oh, are we gonna, you know, make a general election? Shall we make a general election? You know, times of COVID, or shall we just, you know, wait it out and just wait until the whole term is over? Yeah, like, like I agree with that. Like since two years ago, people have been saying and like talking about this because of the all the political turmoil things, but. To be honest, in my opinion, it's just not the right time. Even Pakar Meteorology Malaysia pun cakap yang this is not the right time. Flood's coming. Flood is already here. But I don't know. It's it's already here, I guess. Sebab lagi-lagi selangor dapat cuti umum. 
for the GE. So I guess yeah, we're doing it. Uh, it is kind of a shock, you know, like um, how random it is to have happen out of nowhere. I actually didn't even realize until Anne herself told me like, "Hey, we're gonna have a GPRU soon." I'm like, "What?" And I'm pretty sure that is like in general most of the youth's reaction. I'm pretty sure, cause we don't keep track of these things. We were so long under the. I mean, so many political political turmoils happen, and we expected it to be. You know, another maybe year or so until the thing happens, but it is here now. You know, so hmm. speaking of which, like this time around, it is exciting to the young ones to be voting. You know, the the un- the the first time we actually have get to enact the eighteen above to get to vote. You know, how do you feel about that, Anne? Um, I think it is interesting to finally see that the undang-undang has been you know has been accepted by a lot of people and dah pun diterima dan digubal but like a lot of people have been saying that the undi 18 is not even supposed to be a good idea to Malaysian as like you know you're looking back at the news and people are like oh our youngsters after SPM they don't want to like further their studies like they just want to be what influencer and like food panda riders and whatnot and like to for the old peeps they're like oh putting our own country's responsibility to these youngsters are not the good idea so i don't know what you think about that rate i think after 65 years of independence mm-hmm. it's about time for 18 year olds to vote whether or not they're educated that's i think secondary you know, they have a right to vote they're of legal age that's something we know 18 years old is of legal age and uh, if they whether or not they make the right decision I'm sure they have a much longer life to figure it out later <laughs> on you know yeah that's what I think so looking at this I am pretty excited to actually be the. F- this is my first time voting like um, I was old enough to vote but then there was no chance to vote until another two years maybe but then political turmoil happened and then covid happened and then all that shenanigans happened so finally i get to vote but it's the same to ritz and Anne as well you both are also first time voters but i feel like i am not in the understanding of what is actually happening how many parties are there how many coalitions are there it's too much for me to keep track of you know like so can you can you guys explain to me like okay um maybe and can you tell me how many coalitions are there or like parties or like it all together in the whole of malaysia uh yeah sure so there will be like six coalitions um uh, fighting for the general election this year so they should be if i wasn't mistaken 39 parties uh the coalitions are barisan national perikatan national pakatan harapan uh gta gerakan tanah air gabungan parti sarawak and gabungan rakyat sabah okay that's quite a big number of it um i am just gonna most probably try to remember the big ones what what are the big coalitions i do you mention about the big coalitions or something? uh i did not but maybe because we want to look at because we live in semenanjung right so we should only focus on barisan national pakatan harapan and gta 
because they are putting big big names that we always heard of from the news as their uh prime minister so person national you know who's gonna be the prime minister for person national uh, is it i wouldn't know najib is still in jail um, um <laughs> i can't remember who uh is it can you help me Ismail Sabri oh Ismail it's my own name okay sorry uh, yeah it's Ismail Sabri and then if I'm not mistaken for Pakatan Harapan is Anwar Ibrahim Anwar Ibrahim and finally which is Gerakan Tanah Air okay, Gerakan which is Tun Mahathir as you can see I'm not very knowledgeable in this I'm very bad with memories I'm very bad with names in general so <laughs> I apologize for that so I mean Ritz, have you been keeping up with like who is where, who is holding? I mean, the big names, you know, like Said Sadiq or um, you know, uh, maybe where Ismail is doing his. Uh, yeah, not not me, not me. Eh? <laughs> our prime minister, our beloved prime minister, and maybe where KJ is doing his thing. Do you know where actually? Actually. Well, um, I guess the hot topic is, of course, uh, some of it looking into the new political parties, which I guess I have to mention, which uh, we voted like five years ago, right? The last election, right? Okay, yes. just had to get that right. <laughs> uh, the last election, we had two big, what we say, kononia coalitions mm-hmm. um, that we only vote for, uh, Pakatan Harapan, uh, Barisan National, and now we have six, as Anne mentioned, yep. which is true. And so, if you're looking into all these players, uh, we look at the big players, La Barisan National, uh, being uh, Ismail Sabri as its candidate for PM in Burra, Pahang. Um, I gotta be honest, I don't even know what that is in Pahang. I'm not trying to be offensive. It's just that, you know, um, understanding his history, he is he, not truly from Burra, but he had his longest career there. So, you know, that's that's something to note of. And Said Sadiq is kind of the opposite, you know, the new president of Muda, the new political party. He is a genuine Moa boy. So, that, that that's, I guess, well, to some political people, or at least to some voters, that matters. And uh, we look into, of course, one of the hottest candidates, I think, anywhere. It doesn't matter, a political party. But he is of Barisan National, KJ. <laughs> He is in Sungai Bulo, you know, after his hometown, Rambau, was uh, well taken away from him. But hey, I think political careers, they shift, they have new challenges. So maybe this is one up for him, perhaps. We never know. Yeah, talking about shift, what do you think about the new? There's actually two new undang-undang yang diterima uh, in Malaysia, which is number one is Undi 18 and number two is Anti-Lompat Party. So what do you think about that, about Anti-Lompat Party? Okay, so... Lompat Party, that's the anti-hopping bill. Yes. Uh, I think that was the one that had the quickest approval. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm um, sure this process where, okay, this is going to get nerdy really quickly, okay, but, um, you know, Go when ahead. somebody, <laughs> thank you. So, uh, it's a very quick fact, but when, like, you bring a law into parliament, it's as simple as a minister or a person, a, a member of parliament, an MP, brings the motion to the uh, House or the Day One Rakyat, we call it. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, well, they debate about it because it's fair for them to have a discussion whether this is okay, whether this is, should be put into place. And once everyone approves, it goes on and uh, goes into the Day One Negara where the senators are at. And afterwards, only if that's approved, the king will put his royal assent and it becomes law, which apparently it is. And it 
it's timely because I think it was just two weeks before the general election was so-called claimed, mm-hmm. you know, to happen. So I guess it's a step forward, a progressive step for political climate in the country. So the question is like, actually, uh, an anti-lompat kata. Lompat party. Lompat party. I mean, because to me, in the sense of like, lompat party is like, a frog hopping in, yes. in, in a sense you know people had that the image in mind but can you explain more on what actually is that rule, ruling ah okay so uh, the anti-hopping bill is basically as in the layman terms is to put it that yeah like what you said kata so that we do not get any uh, let's just put this in hyphen katas jumping from one political party to another after we voted for them. So in this circumstance where we as first-time voters, which there's about 6.9% of us, or 2 million people, right, of 18 and 20-year-olds, are voting, and suddenly you see that, oh, your member of parliament, right, uh, of certain certain area, has uh, jumped from party A to party B. And that's after you voted for them, after you noticed that they said they would do this in this party, in this uh, instance, but then they hopped otherwise, you know, to another party. And this is what we're trying to do because um, there is actually legal calamity towards them that if they actually do it, because they can, um, they'll be disbarred from the member of parliament uh, for five years. Uh, okay. Well, now they can't. Like, you know, you just said that they can. So, but now they can't. You know. Yeah. Um. So it prevents people from like swaying here and there. You know, becoming the lalang according to the in in layman's term as well. Yeah. Um. I feel like it, it's very important because it does make sure that we, they we we get who we vote for. You yeah. know, we don't suddenly get. A man who we don't we don't vote for we don't want to suddenly be in the winning party basically so, uh, it's a it's a good step by the government as well which is it helps it uh, us the rakyat be more secure in what it is, um speaking to like coalitions and things like that um I haven't been keeping up with like the manifestos of uh, the general manifestos of the thing of the parties and things like that but. Uh, can you explain to me maybe like um, any of the um, you know manifestos maybe pick one out of like maybe Parisan National what they are saying and what they're promising to us um, maybe not all but what I read is on the education but this is what the Parisan National has promised to address the education is to free preschool for children six years old and above, uh, I mean six years old and below, and then introduce 21st century skills. One more, intervention programs for students affected by learning loss due to COVID-19, allow the usage of native languages, a school system without textbooks, 5G, public Wi-Fi, increase 10% of schools specialists to a special scheme for talented educators, free tutorial education, encouraging graduates to take a gap year to fulfill their interests and contribute to society, full autonomy to all public universities, offer tertiary replacement at private universities, introduce repayment scheme for PTPTN based on a tiered salary scheme after one year of working, and also they are offering 100% PTPTN loan to all M40 and below. So like the highlight to this manifesto is actually free tertiary education reduces the need for scholarships, 
so which will also lift burden of excellence from students and allow them to develop on their own terms. Uh, other than that, autonomy for IPTA will go a long way towards um, developing a strong academic culture in our you know, tertiary education uh, level and PTPT and repayment scheme that BN proposed could allow fresh grads to stabilize before taking on another liability. Another liability, okay. I mean, education-wise, there's a lot of things that's going to happen. It, it should help us as, I mean, I mean, you right now, Ritz, which is still <laughs> a student, <laughs> we're no longer studying, but, you know, it will help the older generation, younger generations that's coming up, you know, the ones from high school that is coming up and things like that it should help them and hopefully you know um, it can be beneficial but I'm pretty sure on the other side as well maybe Pakatan Harapan has something to to promise as well and what their manifesto is um, looks like you're ready to go Ritz <laughs> <laughs> uh, generally off the bat I, I understand that I think Barisan National holds a record for having 99 uh, different uh, what do you call it janji lah mm. uh, the Malay term uh, in uh, for this political climate right right mm. now we call it uh, janji so just to speak of the either bigger competition I guess is Pakatan Harapan they have like 39 different janjis and yeah although it's 39 they kind of like I guess they're straight to the point they're direct you know and like if you're looking at even their top 10 basically half of it is focusing on econ- economy but I cannot deny Warisan National or any other manifesto out there from any political party is focusing on economy because um, we just talked about this in class um, <laughs> that I think the price of sugar just this year uh, almost doubled mm-hmm. you know uh, from like uh, 2 ringgit to like almost 3 ringgit now and even then uh, it is understood that the government subsidised the sugar um, also geeking out a little bit about coffee where if you buy coffee itself coffee beans it it was perhaps like I said if it's 2 ringgit per coffee bean if only it was now it's 4 ringgit you know for a packet so what I'm saying is that economy is I think at the heart of the people of course but other than that like what Anne mentioned very much earlier was about like panji mm-hmm. right? flooding uh, it's kind of like a natural disaster but we cannot just let it happen Right, so uh, infrastructure also plays a role, and I believe that uh, all these things also kind of happen because of climate change. So, not trying to like you know, roar the Greta Thunberg in me, but uh, I guess <laughs> almost every political party puts environment in its list. Uh, right. We should look towards a greener so, world one day. So, like, if, if when you're speaking about um, environment things, does Pakatan Harapan have anything on the line for, for environment? Because uh, like you said, like Greta Thunberg, you know, the younger generations are more aware of what is happening, politic- uh, climate change and everything. So do they have anything for us in that? Uh, they do have this thing, which is literally number 10 on the list. Uh, it says, in Malay, Pelihara Kazana Alam Demi Anak Cucu Kita. So, you know, in Malay, that's uh, preserving the natural reserves for our grandchildren. So... Well, very sweet words, but you know, as they say, these kata-kata manis, these very yeah, nice sweet words. Yeah, all these manifestos, always, always sweet, sweet words. <laughs> yes. Well, it's something you cannot deny, it's supposed to attract us, but at the same time, if you do, if they do one false misstep, it's definitely going to be, you know, the, the power is in the people. Yeah, if you slip up, it's definitely not going to be um, a great time, you know. 
Right. At the end of the day. Maybe and I can pose a question then to Anwar, to you, Mael, because uh, this has been quite interesting as it was a controversial topic when it, the manifesto first came out that uh, I believe it was Dr. Mahadev who said this because I watched the interview. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the term was uh, a manifesto bukan kitab injil. So, you know, this means to say that uh, a manifesto is not a Bible, so mm-hmm. we are not supposed to follow it by what it is said. But you promised, in a way, uh, what you want to do. So, mm-hmm. shouldn't you just keep to that promise? What do you uh, think? I remember he said this, like, years back, right, when GE14 happened. Because, like, I remember uh, people are talking about, oh, free tools and, like, oh, PTPTN <laughs> is being cut off and some things like that. Yeah. And people are mad yeah. because it didn't happen. And some of the statements went out and they're like, oh, um, after tens and tens of years, we'll be in, in power in the reign, like the longest reign of political ever in Malaysia. And they're like, we need time to fix what <laughs> what has happened last in Nigeria. So like when he said that, I think we also need to give time to our, our MPs la, to mm-hmm. like do something. But for for me, when, when all these politicians said that, Oh, it is not kitab injil to like being followed bullet bullet it's kind of offensive because like this is your promise so like yes. when you promise stuff during the manifesto shouldn't you be following it because well siapa je nak nak ditipu hidup-hidup because you promise us and we are the people we are the rakyat especially now that the undi 18 has been approved the young the youngsters has more power and I think our youngsters well with the with the social media and mm-hmm. all have a lot to say and with that Definitely. our yeah our youngster like to dig dig and dig about the past so yes i think maybe they should start looking into this as kitab you know because it is important <laughs> to to the country and the right yeah that's all Well, like I said, we we like to keep receipts, you know, <laughs> quote unquote, you know, all the receipts. Uh, <laughs> well, finally, I kind of like this because there's two, and I keep getting there's another blue colored um coalition is out there, which is Perikatan National, which is our, you know, Mohidin Yassin will be their PM uh, if I'm not mistaken. Perikatan National is actually from uh. I was supposed to say this Perikatan National is the coalitions that this is why I think anti-lompat party happen also because like Ritz mentioned earlier there's only Barisan National and Pakatan Harapan in the past but now we have like Perikatan National and all this other thing Gerakan Tanah Air with Tun Mahathir as the as the lead so like Perikatan National uh, consists of five parties it's Bersatu PAS Gerakan There's also Sabah Star and SAPP, which is, for me, macam, entah, sebab tiba-tiba Sabah ada kat Semenanjung. But, like, I think it's okay. To be honest, I I read this actually early on Twitter, this morning, actually, someone said that, hmm. uh, but BN and Perikatan National is actually the same thing. So, like, if BN wins, Perikatan National also wins, and, you know, vice versa. So, but I don't really understand that sentence in a way, but, There's something that you don't understand, but you can just deep down feel like, oh, this is gonna happen, you know? Cause like, because the national prime minister candidate is Muhyiddin Yassin, and he also belongs to that parties before that. So I think people are scared about this. Well, you can put your conspiracy theories hats on and like think about it. You know, for me, blue and blue. Oh my god, yes, 
might be you know but who knows <laughs> you know, I can just speculate <coughs> I'm so sorry about that but yeah um, that's basically what is going on with the manifestos and things like that it's great to see that maybe because Muda is in Perikatan Harapan Pakatan Harapan oh my god I'm mixing my words now Pakatan Harapan so maybe there's more into the environmental side and things like that and it is getting worse you know the floods are getting worse and the floods are happening to random places that has never happened a flood you know like yep. for example um i think <laughs> earlier this year from second or late last year that banje happened in taman shimuda taman shimuda <laughs> and also like uh, there's a kampung near my house as well that literally f- got sunk under so we're kind of worried about the climate and things like that so um moving forward to like um who's what where and things like that so maybe you can try to explain to me like okay if i were a new voter you know because i i'm pretty sure there are statistics that say like okay the generation now really don't care about voting like why should i vote if it's just going to end up the same or why should i vote if like hey it's going to be the same people anyways you know like it's going to turn out not nice even though if it's two different people that we we kind of voted so like how do you explain if this phenomenon or this thing about our younger generation difficult question uh, <laughs> uh i think you have to bear with me on this one so uh oh that's tough okay well i learned the law right so <sighs> it, it's quite straightforward that i would say definitely go and vote but it, it's not as simple as go and vote because it's your right to vote um go and vote because you have all the rights to choose your member of parliament and and the government mm-hmm. but um you know with everything that's happened uh you know within the last 5 years since the last election we can see that there has been progress from anti lompat party the anti hopping bill we have seen would the 18 come to light maybe we're taking a step to the towards the right direction mm-hmm. uh yeah maybe we have six coalitions and tons and tons of other smaller parties coming here and there um but uh we don't know what the future holds right um <laughs> not trying to be an idealist here but you we can't put a crystal ball in front of us and then see something for certain and so sometimes uh something beautiful comes out from really sweaty bloody work so perhaps um all you need to do is literally just go out there and put a a panka an x towards the vote <laughs> right because if if i'm being very honest you know from a academic standpoint it's that i i don't support this sort of uh, voting mechanism because what we using is known to be a draconian uh, election um system they call it the oh yeah no this is exact moment I forget it uh basically this, this is a system the british developed right when we got independence from them and it was so easy because back in 1957 uh in short uh people just went out and just cast your vote on who you like and it is exactly the same as it is today maybe with just nicer colors and stuff you know more parties but the difference that i would say is that if you go to places like america which i agreeable is on the other side of the world you'd see that these people they don't say 
I'm Malay, vote for me because this place is filled with Malays. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a racial based uh, thing, but we understand that there is white supremacists in America. Yes. But the difference where I do want to sort of highlight is that they're more matured. You know, Americans and uh, the British, they go out and they tell you what is our foreign policy like? What are we going to do to this area and where is it going to be like in the next five years when you vote for me? How is it going to look like if your future and your kids go into an education or school in this area? So this is where I'm saying and I hope we're going towards that direction although we're still using the same system but we, we need to keep going. So yeah, that's what I have to say for it. I mean, it is kind of true actually. When, when you mentioned about it, nobody actually says like, okay, there's a realistic goal that will happen in that maybe two, three years that it, that it is. Maybe I'm not aware of it, but it is kind of worrying that we don't have that. It's more of it's like... Questionable, isn't it? Yeah, it's more like all of them are going more like, okay, we are going to have a stabilized economy, but... Okay, but how? But, how? but where, where is the standpoint? Where are we going to start? Maybe in five years? how many percentage of that can be achieved like realistically and things like that so maybe i i don't know it, it should be something that the future politicians should look into like being more realistic because some people are not future sighted some people really need to see maybe maybe not results because you can't see results instantly but like it's going to take some time but tell us what in the next few years where it's like it's like the same thing where your teacher asks you like oh where do you see yourself in five years you know i see myself as a policeman but you never know you might change into a fireman or a pilot or anything else but mm-hmm. there is a goal there maybe you work into something like in a law enforcement or things like that but yes and goal at least you know that okay there is a chance for me to become a policeman because i said so that i want to be a policeman and i have put my mind into it a little bit it may change it may vary but you know it's all part of the process at least you can know it's only natural for us to have stability right i mean you just want reassurance yeah true like um okay uh i kind of lost my train of thought for a bit they're thinking about that policeman thing but uh it is interesting to see like these manifestos popping up here and there and um yeah being as an 18 year old or 1920 so on young adult to i think say more older adults i can say your right to vote is very important you know it's your future in the next five years five six years because you may not feel it now you may because you might be students and things like that but to us that who have started working started trying to make our own money trying to find our own way in life trying to buy houses food especially even the basic necessities like you mentioned sugar has gone up yes like almost double you know who knows the next time you buy your tea life it'll be 30 ringgit in the next few years you know your sugar has gone up you know mm-hmm. i mean it's healthy without sugar but yeah. you, you still need sugar you know so maybe it doesn't seem so much important to you that voting is a thing uh i to be honest i would tell you it when i was 18 voting was out of my mind you know there's nothing to think about i was basically like gone with the wind but now it's right in front of you it's right in front of everyone basically and everybody's keen to listen uh, for example, like um, it's interesting, interesting to see a lot of content curators out there also trying to educate the the current generation, saying, okay, this is where you how you vote, this is why you should vote, you know, oh, yeah. like 
um and it's nice to see also like um one of these people say um Fami Reza yes uh, so, I wanted to mention that yeah Fami Reza and uh seeing that he has been hopping to universities left and right trying to educate these kids it's nice to see you know I wish I was there to listen to it because <laughs> I have no idea what how the 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 workings the you know workings of the parliament and things like that even though I was a scout I did learn a bit but. I have already forgotten about it. You know, I was uh, it was just to learn to isi lo, ruang masa, isi bukan masa yang lapang. Ah, okay. okay, more or less that way lah. But like to end, like how do you find this this educating of people on the democratic system is? Mm, person like Fahmir is uh, I think it's very important to the young people because I think semua. Belia banyak habiskan masa dekat TikTok. I mean, yeah, and he's all over TikTok. If you are really, really keen to learn about our political situation right now, and you will see Famirza popping everywhere, and he's like doing tour right now to all the universities. And when you like, if you check the comment section, people will say that oh, I learn a lot, and I learn lagi banyak daripada I belajar dekat sekolah. So like, you know, people. Young people are very important because you know all these. I'm not trying like shame the politicians, but they are good. But I mean, who are we trying to lie? They all have their PR team and all, and they're doing press release. It's all very formal, like very like lengthy, and like with one minute video on TikTok, you can learn a lot more than like listening to like what one hour manifesto, one hour campaign ceramah. <laughs> So macam orang-orang macam ni yang penting yang kita perlu and the thing about Fahmi Reza he doesn't take sides that's why exciting he thought about all the political parties in Malaysia and like how it actually works so it is very like for me people like this like Fahmi Reza perlu ada ramai lagi so that kita boleh belajar uh, dari sisi seorang yang neutral Yeah, and like natural, neutral and terlibat dengan lebih banyak dengan uh, parti-parti politik seluruh Malaysia. Especially when Fahmi Reza, the way he approach political things in Malaysia is by arts. So, untuk juga kita fokus to the one point yang political party bukan hanya sekadar benda formal yang you belajar di sekolah atau belajar dalam satu setting yang terlampau rigid you know mm-hmm. but it's more like fun and exciting thing especially now undi 18 dah berkuat kuasa you rasa when you are 18 you seronok ke nak dengar benda-benda yang macam eh apa benda ni when I was 18 I selalu rasa macam oh when people told me like, macam kenapa I kena undi because it's your responsibility it's like saying why I need to do the homework because it's your responsibility <laughs> did you end up doing the homework I don't think so I don't even do my homework when I need to take SPM. So like I shove everything in my bag and like when I need to do it, okay, bought globally and it's all renewed. So like you you get what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. you're yeah. only gonna focus on it when it actually matters. So orang macam ni lah yang penting dalam dalam kehidupan seorang belia. Cause we all need things to be sharp, sharp and fast. Mm-hmm. You agree with me? Yeah, I mean. I like the point there about him being neutral, going to universities because not a lot of people do that, don't they? Wow, what is that? Oh, 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 o
sorry. Um, anyways, uh, I think it's fine. It's just Windows wanting to update my bad. So, uh, <laughs> I have not updated my <laughs> activated my Windows in um quite some long time, time. <laughs> now. Very long time. I I every time like I would show my laptop to anybody, the people would just say, "My can you please activate your Windows?" I'm like, I'm like. Can you pay for my Windows then? <laughs> you know, I mean, as long as my laptop's still working, you know, you know what I mean. So, yeah, um, I get great insight on that that Fari Fami Reza thing, and it got me interested as well because you know the digital era is now. Everybody's mm. on their phones constantly, and that is the way to get, um, our viewerships and things like that. I've seen, uh, Muda taking over a lot of it. You know, because. It's mainly built up by youths, yes. and the older generations one are maybe slowly getting used to it, but they're doing it more satirically, more compared to like educationally, you know, like just trendy videos here and there, rather than okay, here's the what you actually need to know. Here's what you actually need to. Um, to understand f- because you are the future you are going to decide your future how the how Malaysia grows how Malaysia falls is all in your hands and if Malaysia goes down I mean nobody wants to take the blame for everything but technically it is your fault because you you're the one who decided not to vote or you're the one who decided to uh, you know skip out on things or vote for or Maybe just put in a random empty ballot, you know, but just to easy to to penuhkan quota things like that, and and we should learn a lot from the Americans as well. I remember when certain uh, people thought, oh, definitely Trump's not going to win, you know, <laughs> like hey, why not just mess around and go to the voting ballots and just like put in for Harambe instead or like my sassy queen. But in the end, Trump won, and I can see a lot of people regretting joking around. And we don't want that to happen. So, be wise in the choices that you make. Be wise in what you are, uh, you want to happen in the next five, six years, seven, eight. Who knows how long the next political party will be ruling? You know, because who knows? There's gonna be another another political political turmoil. Who knows? There's gonna be another COVID or whatnot. You know, let's let's hope not. There's no other COVID. You know, I'm sick of tired of sitting at home, but. You know it is uh where it is and by the way um just random asking like why why are you voting today like this time around you know because I'm excited I can I like to ask people where they're voting because gives me a sense of where they 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 stand you know in a way <laughs> uh I don't know if I have to go first then uh, yeah I'm voting in is it one zero four I think so that's Subang by the way just Subang Jaya. Um, but yeah, towards the leaning side, yeah, I'm, I, I'm just, I'm well, just a stick, choices, you know. Choices, choices <laughs> are you know PNC, you know you you your choices is your your right, you know. So, um, whoever uh goes up to you and asks you to vote for a certain party or a certain thing, you know, tell them it's your right to decide mm-hmm. who you want. It's not exactly. your, it's not your thing. You know, I mean, as long as you use that right. And use it right, yeah. So, yeah, but like uh, like I mentioned, a lot of um places are opening up because a lot more voters are now around, and it's gonna be a hell of a mess basically. But 
it is our first um what are you are you after 5 6 years 6 years 5 years 5 years, years? Yeah. years and after everybody is trying to get used to socializing again and understanding crowds um i like to see also like a lot of um infographics on how to vote and what happens i remember uh being excited seeing people pointing out their i have voted finger you know the the, the small ink finger so i mean let's talk about how we're supposed to to vote, vote. like mm-hmm. how how the process is do you know how do you know how the process is it's well if i were to start um yeah of course it's my first time voting but based on what i've heard of course you have to come in with some of your credentials you know you need you need to confirm that you're going to that uh locality i think that's what they call it uh for or normally it's a school if it's not day one where you're going to be voting at uh, you know an assembly perhaps and uh when you're going there you know there are few counters you need to like verify yourself as a citizen show your ic and uh this is something new brought by to dr mahade apparently his concern is that uh if you bring your phones inside you may be cheating or gerrymandering i think that's mm-hmm. the word right mm-hmm. about all this um uh what do you call it like undi palsu and stuff like that so uh spr has actually taken note and now we in with the election commission we're going to have to either leave our phones outside or not bring our phones at all so that means all you need is basically your ic and i think just a print out or just I don't know if there's your like uh, identification yeah you need your identification and you also need to jot down or screenshot uh, I think they need a hard copy version just as long as you have it with you your nombor saluran and also the yes, number of your identities that you when you supposed to vote la mm-hmm. yeah. in a simple form exactly. to say it yeah Yeah, I think Anne's better at this than me now. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, you can also check this on... Uh, make sure to check because you need to know where you where you should cast your vote. And also, uh, yeah, the thing is, I, I talked about this the other day with Mael, Ismael, and he didn't know that he should check the SBRM SEMA, SBR SEMA. And he's like, oh, I should check? Oh, uh, yeah. I am like mm. uh, automatically in there or something like that. I was like, yeah, you should check. I was like, oh yeah, there's a Saluran number and everything. I was like, yes, it's my own. Well, they can see how much knowledgeable they are compared to me, you know. I'm, I'm, I was like, oh, there's a, there's a website I'm supposed to check? I'm supposed to put my number. I thought there's a, like, if you go there, they'll just tell you where you are or whatnot, you know. <laughs> well... Uh, thank God I had Anne around to to tell me about like my SPR. Yes, okay. Um, don't forget to go check your your yourself at my SPR for those who haven't. And is it still eligible to to register yourself as a voter? Oh no, the thing is you are automatically registered when you are when you turn eighteen. You are automatically in the system. You just yes. need to check where you should cast your vote. Yeah, the legality was that um yeah. I think a year ago when Undi 18's uh law passed, uh, as long as you're twenty days um before the election day itself, so on on like this this nineteen of November, twenty days before that, uh you're eighteen, you qualify to vote. So that's uh that's how it works. Another safety concern, like I've saw seen on Twitter. I don't know if you keep up with Twitter or Instagram and things like that. They said. To be wary of your smartphones if you leave them at the counter, because um, you know technology. Even though it's easy, it's easy to get hacked and things like that as well. So, 
um, they say to either put like this safety sticker on your phone or something like that or just generally just leave it in your car you know sometimes you can leave you without your phone for a while you're just casting a ballot you know it's not going to take super long you're not going to miss anything you can just upload that selfie of you with your blue finger later in the car you know so please do so if i'm not mistaken you're you're supposed to um how is the flow again like you go and then you register yourself and then if i'm not mistaken um f- you um it's Oh yeah, the safety concern. Another safety concern. You know, sorry for jumping around. Okay. It's I'm trying to figure things out here. Is that no one else should touch your ballot except for you yourself. Yes. Even if you're putting it in the box, even if there's another person putting it in the box, you put it in yourself. If I'm not mistaken, I don't know. You know some magician's trick you know how you see me type shit you know like they <laughs> somehow pull out another ballot out of their sleeves you never know you know so always keep your 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 ballot with you and there is yes there is a proper way to mark your votes and how yes. is that make sure you put an x to the political party or to the person that you're voting for Yeah, that X also has to be in the box. It cannot touch the sides of the box, and it cannot be make. It's can it cannot be too big or too small. So it's just right an X. You know, not that kind of X where it's like a simple kind of X. It's yeah. multiplication X kind of thing. <laughs> okay, please guys, keep in mind. You know, I know you hate math sometimes, but <laughs> you have to keep that in mind. And and then after that, they'll get your blue finger if I'm not mistaken. Is it? Uh, just before that, I think yeah. Before you actually cast your vote in, your finger will be uh marked, and then you'll have to cast your vote. The X, and you drop it into the big box. You know, it the transparent box where everyone sees that. Okay, you've you've done it. Then, then get out. <laughs> yep, get out. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting to see like these um actions and things that are happening. I am excited to actually vote, you know, and how do I say this? It is, I cannot stress how important it is for you guys to go vote, but I have a question for you both for something that you guys can like debate. I mean, uh, I did bring, brought it up once and it's already struck some strings, but I would like to maybe put it out there because I've seen this on... The good old Tumblr days, very long time ago, just randomly popped up, and it also has popped up once as well on Twitter, which is, um, the older generations, for example, like, seventies, maybe eighty year olds, mm-hmm. shouldn't be allowed to vote because it is not their future. Like let's and let's try to find it. Uh, let's try try to end this 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 podcast with that kind of discussions because I I I like that okay in my opinion that is somewhat of a true sense you know we are basically we are going to live for the next sixty it sixty to seventy years uh if God lets us live that long but it is the younger generation's future and the ones that are already seventies and eighties are also. You know, they they it's not their future anymore. They won't. I mean, I'm not gonna be mean, but they're not gonna live to see. Most of them are not gonna live to see the day. Something's good, good or bad is gonna happen. You know, it's down to us. So, 
maybe uh maybe you two can discuss about it and maybe you can start mm, well interesting question but i think if you if you see it in a point of view <laughs> macam kalau you kerja pun you kena bersara kan but even after you bersara you still need to live right you still need to like oh i need money to like eat and like you know live your life even though like you don't know when you're gonna like die i guess be it 80 or like 90 or like you want to surpass the the 100 years old but for me i think it is important also to see that memang dia orang tak akan hidup lama maybe they won't like see like like my else they won't see like the 20 years of like what going to happen to our political state in our country but they also have lived longer than us so i think they deserve to cast a vote as in as in you know like okay i see what happened for this past what 70 years and now i realize that it's not a good thing and i i want to change it so i think they should be cast a vote what i don't and what i don't like really tune in is why most of our politicians are old ah uh, that that's a i think the question can be revert to that because If you 50 tahun, 60 tahun you disuruh bersara eh macam oh you tak sudah tak berupaya untuk bekerja. Kenapa ahli-ahli politik kita kebanyakan ahli-ahli politik kita adalah orang-orang yang sudah berumur dan bila ada politik uh, parti baru yang ditubuhkan oleh Said Saddiq, parti muda uh, mula you know uh, taking their step to be out there, they are belittled because they are young. It is the age-old question of like it answer of like hey, um, you muda lagi you tak tahu apa belajar dulu kind of thing you know how long are you supposed to learn how long I mean didn't you guys start I mean the older generation did you guys start young as well and you're not giving us the chance to do the same to be wise that like you guys basically in a way but. Okay, uh, thank you for your point on that 70-year-old should vote or not. I mean, if you listen, if you, but good point also brought up where our politicians are all still pretty quite old here and there. And Mahathir is actually 90 years old, still 97. Okay, I didn't expect him to be that old. old. Wow, wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I mean, not. Oh, he's that old, but uh, man's still strong. Honestly, I mean, he he's he's lived almost a decade. It's a lot of things you have seen. You know, um, it makes a man wiser, or I don't know what to say, lah. I mean, that at that age, you know, a lot of things have have gone through your head and things like that. So yeah, I mean, if you listen to our very first podcast talking about like jobs. Uh, retirement is a thing where some countries retirement is about 50s in the 60s or 50s late mid 50s i'm not quite sure about how polit- political things are on the other side of the pond in the us or uk do they have actually an age limit for that like do you know rich uh, i can't say that i accurately uh Like want to say that they have a retirement age? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think so either. So to like benchmark us towards them, that's, uh, I I don't think that's quite accurate lah. Uh, okay, understandable well, because, I mean the oldest person I've seen who's in technically in rule is um the queen. Uh, 
Yeah. I mean, I mean, sovereign. Yeah, it's a monarchy. It's a different yeah. thing, lah. But still, I guess that's the closest thing you can compare to an old person ruling, lah. I can say that. So, <laughs> whatever it is, um, moving like let's close this out. Like, um, I was thinking of more on like maybe you have like a final say on how important voting is in a sense like what what can mm-hmm. you say about is. it like how do you feel about this GPRU coming as a, an individual yourself who is first time vo- voting take a bit of time uh, <laughs> okay, take your time. Uh, I wanted to echo a little bit about what Anne said a bit earlier mm-hmm. there's actually there was a chart like that uh, pie I think you know uh, mm-hmm. presented into Estrawani you know the local news and it said that 0.9% of like the demographic or the numbers of people voting are going to be the old generation that means 75 year old and above mm-hmm. or 70 or something like that and I mean I guess 0.9% is not 1% but it does seem like there's a lot of people that's 200 600,000 people you know that's still a lot of old people who should be able to vote lah in my opinion and uh Yeah, about politicians having an age limit. I think that does sound wise, no? I mean, if public servants need to stop working at the age of 65 and they're encouraged to stop at 55 actually, right? Why don't politicians do so? I mean, I'm not saying, you know, a 96, 97-year-old man cannot work. I'm just saying he shouldn't be a politician. You know, give it to the younger ones, right? As well. I mean, he can still be in politics, just not in the parliament or ruling yes, party so I mean just because I said all this doesn't mean that it should deter you from going out from your house driving five minutes away or an hour away to go to your ballot box because yeah I personally believe that you should go ahead and vote I mean I don't have any experience this is my very first time voting so just you know if it's your first time voting I'd say go for the experience if it's like your I don't want to say it's your last time voting. It's going to be yeah, like, you, you know, know. <laughs> it's going to be like how many times you voted. Maybe you're the 70 over year old if you're listening to this. I mean, why wouldn't you vote? You know, just because you're fed up with maybe the same people uh, over and over again. That's that's not how it kind of works. Because, you know, again, I, I like to say you don't, you don't know the future. We can't predict it. There's a crystal ball in finance. You want to say you can predict the future. You, you know, everyone has a really high risk. Like 90% of the people who put their money in the market lose their money. You know, that's a stat. So, you know, just because you voted for a certain party and they didn't win, hey, 61 years later, they won. So, there is a chance. So, you know, go ahead. Your hopes should still be up. Um, Your responsibility is one minute thing, but your effort to go the extra mile is another because maybe you vote for this political party and the if they don't benefit you, they could benefit your children. You know, they could benefit other people around you and this is kind of something we have to look out for. After 2020, we understand that we can't be selfish anymore. We have to look after one another. So I think that's that's what I'm trying to say. Not about this Keluarga Malaysia, but mm-hmm. it's more about kita jaga kita. That, that is something I do believe in. Yeah. That's a good insight and things like that. I appreciate you guys have uh having this talk pretty much. You know, um, 
like I mentioned, I'm not very wise in political terms. I'm not wise in political knowledge or what's happening and things like that. I'm very much in just whatever is happening on Twitter is where I listen and know basically. Uh, but yeah, in the end, uh, it is like I said, uh, maybe, maybe, like this one said, maybe it might not seem big for you guys to vote. Let's put it in a smaller scale. Out of um, basically. 10, basically, there's 10 voters, okay? Half of it, half of it, yes. But you can sway that vote into one one direction or the other, even though if it seems small, but put it in a smaller scale. One vote is all it takes to shift a whole thing on and flip it on its head, you know? Who knows that? I mean, you can believe, like, for example, oh my god, it's... 50 to 51 my vote actually did something you know you can just believe your vote is the one that's weighed you know yeah. be the hero of the country <laughs> for, for all I know but it can happen so yeah yeah. any last words and before we wrap things up um, I guess like, just go vote you know it's just, it's just like I said tadi macam if you put it in a in a sentence yang macam kenapa I nak kena vote like and people say because it's your responsibility and you don't understand that yet it, you just need to you, dia macam exam lah macam kenapa I kena study untuk SPM like it, lambat lagi you know it's not my time yet like I'm still young but when it, the time comes then you like kalut you know you're like oh my god yeah SPM is coming like this is it the election is coming and like for 5 years Kita kena duduk bawah satu kerajaan yang you need to know you cast a vote and like this is my choice and this is our people's choice and whatever happened past this five years all the political turmoil this is the time to actually make the change and just go out there and do the changes you have the power to do it. It's once in five years, guys. <laughs> make use of the opportunity. So yeah, I think that's it for the the today. I really appreciate you guys listening to us. Please follow our socials on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. Our socials as well, which is Teh and Toast. Teh and Toast. That's in on Instagram. Okay, Teh and Toast. A N D T O A S T. Okay. No, nobody asks why it. Uh, just don't ask why is it teh, why not tea and toast, but we just want to make it Malaysian nice, okay? So please, anything, you can just, uh, our links to all our things are on the bio, and hopefully we get to have this PRU in peace and serenity. Um, this is me, Ismail Rizwan, and also... And... Signing off... And have a nice day you or night. Whatever whatever you're listening to this. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.